Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. Gotta like that. My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. Welcome in. This is Defeating the Curse. It is a live show. It is Monday night. It's our version of Monday Nitro, I guess. Stevie is back. Kevin Nash is back. Razor Ramon's Oh my God. Razor Ramon is a great pull for you. That's a great pull for you. That and the big show. Those are probably the two that I would I would never actually big show. Big show, I know you always had a fashion. That was my screen name. With. Okay. I used to ask girls if they want to see my big show. Um uh you would be Eric Bischoff, though. You know that. I, I would be flattered to be Eric Bischoff. Yes. <laughs> this is my universe, and I'm here to compete. Yes, 100 percent I'd like to be Eric Bischoff. No problem with that. For those that are tuning in, my name is Joe. We're live on Facebook. YouTube and Twitter. Feel free to live tweet the show on any of those platforms. We'll do our best to pull those comments in and talk about them. Boys, baseball, Matt, baseball, Steve, this is the eve of your favorite time of the year, the official favorite time of the year, right? This is where it all comes to a head. The World Series starts tomorrow, and we've got two teams that, one of them very improbable, right, in the Braves, and I kind of want to talk about them first. Maybe, Maybe the way to do this, we'll talk about the Braves. We can talk about the Astros and why nobody really will cheer for the Astros unless you are from Houston, given the cheating scandal, et cetera, et cetera. They are the villains, I think, for a long, long time to come. But let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. I mean, they're I think they're on a very short list of teams to make it to the playoffs and now to the World Series while having a losing record, if I'm not mistaken, at the All-Star break. And I'm going to go back and verify that in just a second. But this was a team Ooh, that... Oh, look at Joe pulling up. Some baseball pulling out the stats. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Be that's true, I'm, but nice listen, job. When, it, when okay. the mics are on and the camera, when, when the lights are flashing and it's all on me, I'm going to bring the heat every time, okay? I can, I can read and talk at the same time. <laughs> the Braves are a good team. That's I'm not bearing the lead there. But no one expected them to be in this position. Obviously, we, as Nats fans... Stevie more than me. We know this team. We get to see them a lot throughout the course of the season. I don't think anybody had them in the World Series, Stevie. Well, certainly no one had them in the World Series after Ronald Acuna blew his uh, ACL and stuff. And so what I will, will say is the Braves are a good team, but more importantly than that, the Braves are a hot team. And, you know, we the general rule on DTC is everything goes back to 2019 Nats here. So if we could just take it back to 2019 Nats, I mean, it's not always the best team that wins these things. I actually read an article that, uh, you know, we are not watching the two best teams play in the World Series. We're watching the two hottest teams play. And we're watching, really, because of the way the divisions and the wild card was set up, we're watching an 88-win team go to the World Series because they took down a 106-win team because they were a wild card team. So right now the Braves are playing incredibly, right? And And it's very much the MO of the 2019 Nats again. They've got a couple of arms that they are leaning on heavily, heavily. And you're talking about uh, uh, Charlie Morton, uh, Ian Anderson, Max Freed. Those are their aces. Those are their workhorses. Get those guys in there and then get, you know, get it to the bullpen. The bullpen's pitch great. What Tyler Matzik did uh, in game six with runners on second and third, no outs, he saved the game for them. I mean, Will Smith obviously is their closer and he's, did incredible. He's, you know, uh, struck out two out of three in the ninth. But what Tyler Matzik did really saved, you know, it, it looked like they were going to be in trouble there after Luke Jackson again, uh, you know, gave up a couple of hard hit balls and stuff. So Braves are mashing right now. That lineup from top to bottom, I won't steal Matt's thunder because we were talking about it off air, but in those guys top to bottom. I mean, Freddie Freeman is the superstar, but Austin Riley – Ozzy Albies, uh, Travis Darno, Eddie Rosario. I mean, Eddie Rosario, are you kidding me? They're signing these guys, pulling them out of nowhere. Braves are the hottest team right now, and they are the most dangerous team going into this World Series. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I, you know, 88, 88 wins shouldn't get you to the World Series. That's usually the case, right? 88 wins shouldn't even win you oh, the division. Oh, don't do that bit. No, they're hang there. On, 80, they got there. They are. No, no, they're there. They're there. And, and we're talking about all the reasons why they deserve to be there. They have, look, they beat, 
Milwaukee, who many people thought had the best starting pitching in the playoffs with, with Woodruff and, and uh, their other two starters and all their, their names escape me at this moment, but they had a great starting pitch. And then the, the Braves weren't supposed to beat them. And then they go and they face the 106 win Dodgers, the deep Dodgers. And all of a sudden that depth that the Dodgers had was gone. Max Scherzer's arm falls off after pitching, you know. A, a, Don't speak a, ill know. of Max. I will not, not tolerate I'm it. I'm not. And from I, you or actually, from Mike Rizzo's uh, uh, minion, well, Stevie. I'm not. I won't you know, take kudos it. To, kudos to Max for, for, for pulling himself, right? No, he, no, no. No, but I, look, no, look, look. He no. would have hurt himself. Look, remember he's coming up on free agency. The last thing he wants to do is go out there in a game six and, and give up four runs in the first, get pulled after two-thirds of an inning, and then all of a sudden people are questioning can Max Scherzer still pitch in this league, right? Oh, I'm like, questioning can Max Scherzer still pitch in this league. I, I'm questioning if I'm questioning if Max is aware at that point in time that he's I don't think he's thinking contract, Matt. I think he's we, we know Max. We watched him for years and years. We watched him not pull himself no, he's out. Not, when he he's not to. thinking. Uh, actually, wait, 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 wait a second. Okay, because I was in that Please. stadium in game five in the World <laughs> Series. get back to this. He, <laughs> I was there when he did the exact same thing. He didn't pitch game five of the World Series. We all were chanting, Joe, Joe, Joe. We thought Joe Ross was going to hit. And then top of the first, the guy gets banged around. But, uh, I mean, this is two years in a row in two High-pressure situations, Max Scherzer has not shown up. And when he did show up, Matt, uh, the baseball, Matt Demet or whatever, he pitches four and a third. I yeah. can pitch four and a third, okay? Like, come on. Let, let's, no, let's get back to the Braves for a second. I think we can talk about Max because obviously D.C.-based and, and there's a large connection there, right? But I want to go back to the Braves. We talked about something last week about kind of management and ownership that wants to win and that knows how to win and having a good organization. And look, that's what the Braves are. Top to bottom, the Braves are a good organization. The Braves were out of it at, at the All-Star break, like you were saying. And before the trade deadline, Alex Anthopoulos decides he's going to go and make some trades that nobody thought were like big trades, but he made and he got solid guys. He pulled Soler in. He pulled um, Austin Riley. He pulled some guys. And all of a sudden, those guys, when they came in, they started mashing. It all came together. That lineup is quite dangerous and quite well stacked. You should not survive losing Ronald Acuna, and any other team would have done that. We saw what happened to the Padres when they lost Tatis for a little bit, and then he came back. They couldn't even recover, and the Padres were supposed to be the it team of the year. So uh, kudos to the Braves for just managing this the right way. And I think what's kind of interesting is in a time where it's all analytics and sabermetrics and all that stuff is cool, you have what is an old-fashioned manager in Brian Snitker, a guy who likes to put his starting pitchers out as we're kind of but, seeing. I mean, I, so I got I to gotta just take a step back here. Like the 88 wins is a nice storyline when we're talking about qualifying for the playoffs, right? The fewest – by by ten but wins, once you're in, but doesn't matter. Yeah. Milwaukee, I think, was a 96 win team or just just under 100, if I'm not mistaken. And obviously, the Dodgers were over 100. So they, regardless of where they were coming into the playoffs, they've shown that they not just belong. I mean, I I had the Dodgers beating them in the series, right? I don't know anything about baseball, but I think both of you, I think it, at worst it was a toss up. I don't think anyone saw it going down the way it did. The Dodgers got outplayed essentially from the first pitch of the first inning of the series. The, interestingly, the Dodgers got outmanaged, right? Which I think is really Dave Roberts got in his own head, tried to get creative, uh, tried to do things like, you know, game one going with a bullpen game. I think partially because he lost his arms. I mean, remember at the beginning of the year, this team had Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Walter Bueller, maybe not Max Scherzer, sorry, Walter Bueller, right? Uh, Julio Arias. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, who's going to? And then they get Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. And you're like, who's going to top these guys? Okay. Trey Turner's bat went completely silent. But you just saw Dave Roberts get in his own head and be completely outmatched. And I think Brian Snitker knew his guys and just put the best guys out there all the time. And he trusted his bullpen. He gave his three lefties. Like, you know, the, the Dodgers are supposed to mash against lefties. They have some really great writers. You pull Albert Pujols off the bench. And those guys kept shutting down. They were everything that the Dodgers could throw at them. And I think we thought – Game three, after the Dodgers pulled that out, okay, the series is going to turn, and it never turned. The Braves came back the next night. That was the night. game, by the way, that I called that I told Razzle to put some money, big money on the Dodgers. Hey, nobody cares what you called. I actually called after that game. You asked me the question because it was the game that the Astros came back to, to, to probably go 2-2, and the Dodgers came back, and you said, did both of those teams resurrect themselves? And I said, no, 
the Dodgers was a blip in the radar. Braves are still going to win that series. The Astros, uh, we should talk about what happened to the Red Sox because the Red Sox were mashing more than anybody, right? Back-to-back innings with Grand should Slam. I this episode mashing? Like, is that the word we're Ooh, just going like to be stuck like on that word? Matt, we, the we do a dollar uh, in the jar for the next person who says it? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the Red Sox, you know, I don't know what happened to them because, uh, you know, their bats went cold and it wasn't the Astros pitching. I mean, it, I mean, it, it it kind of was. I mean, when you have the lone pitcher to go eight point eight in a third innings, that's right. right? Like that's the only the only pitcher to go. I think longer than five in these entire playoffs. That's crazy. Where has baseball? Like when you think about baseball strategy, right? The expectation that you're going to have a starter get six innings, get a hundred pitches. Managers are now they're not given the, the the luxury to leave their guys in. You know, 40, 50 pitches, you get second and third in the second inning. You got a lefty coming. All of a sudden, they're going to matchups, and you're killing your bullpens. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not against doing something different, but I think the Dodgers got in their own way. I think Dave Roberts completely got outmanaged. And honestly, the way – what I saw, I don't see Dave Roberts coming back and do – like, unless the Dodgers have some – really big changes to make. I actually don't see Dave Roberts coming back and succeeding if you give him this same team plus a couple of changes. We'll see what they do in the offseason, but I think the, the Braves absolutely won this. I don't want to keep harping on the Dodgers, but what I saw from the Dodgers, I mean, they practically handed it to the Braves. The Braves just had to go out there and play good baseball, and they did that. Well, look, before we shift over and start talking about the, the Astros here, Stevie, talk to me a little bit more about, about Atlanta, specifically Freddie Freeman. I mean, this is a guy, mm. like, I mm. am... Casual baseball fan. I learned his name. I learned. I knew his name, but I really watched him consistently for the first time the last couple of weeks. He's kind of a baller. Oh, I mean, if you watch, if you watch him against the Nats, you would know that he's like an all-time legend against us. I mean, that guy just kills the Nationals. But you cannot. I mean, I hate the Braves, right? I'm a Nats fan, but you cannot hate Freddie Freeman, right? He's such a good dude. He's just always done things the right way. He's just a, a a you know a plus kind of guy and um yeah i mean he he's their mvp right he was mvp last season i mean he, he is a great baseball player right and 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 he really struggled during this series you know he went through that i think it was i think he was 0 for 8 and he struck out six times in that span he just couldn't hit the ball and then he started turning it around but um i mean he he's a weapon i mean he he's going to be in the middle of that lineup. And right now he's getting protection from Austin Riley and Eddie Rosario. So you can't pitch around him. And he's a free agent. So you can allow, allow yourself to dream for having him at first base playing in Nats park next season. Okay. Cause look, he doesn't want to leave the Braves, uh, but he is the heart and soul of the Braves. I, I really think so. As much as Acuna is the flash and the Freddie Freeman is the heart and soul of the Braves. He's the one that makes the Braves kind of likable, right? <laughs> like he's the one you're like, this yeah. guy comes, he's a consummate professional. He, he kills the Mets too. Like he absolutely dominates. Like he dominates and, he, and, and he's smart always has good at bats um they put they also i think again going back to the braves management they put a good lineup in front of him they put some guys who get on base uh rosario and love right like yeah all of a sudden you've got these guys coming in freddie freeman's job becomes a little easier bring them in you know you don't have to get the long ball get get singles get doubles and he was doing and he's a contact hitter but he does contact and he does damage and he's great i mean freddie freeman is the kind of guy that you know, you tell your kids like, you know, watch Freddie Freeman, play like Freddie Freeman. He really but the is, Astros. He the really Astros have one of those guys too, right? And I, I'm gonna try my hand at this name, guys. Jordan Alvarez, because Ooh. he is a tough really? one to watch. I can't cheer for the Astros. And let let as we pivot over and start talking about Houston a little bit, I don't think anyone can cheer for the Astros. I, I just don't like when you are, when you are in the center of a cheating scandal that cost players franchises trophies hardware etc um but fans and sports betters money as well like i i don't know who's cheering or pulling for the astros outside of houston and maybe even within houston there's people that are haven't really forgiven the uh the franchise just yet dusty is a guy we know and he's hard to cheer against especially in dc because he did he did some work here with the nets and he was always again like we we used to be a lot closer to the team. We used to cover the team and attend games and interview the players and talk to, you know, X, Y, and Z. He was always really nice to us. So I, I want to be nice to him as well. But Mr. Alvarez is a different type of beast. This guy just, 
He reminds me, and again, this is baseball Joe here, and I, I, I know I'm probably going to be way off base here, but as a casual fan, I'm watching him when he comes up the at-bats. He reminds me of a guy in Boston that really pulled me into the sport when the Red Sox were, 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 were charging towards their first in 150 years or whatever. Big Poppy. He just, he just reminds me for some reason of him a little bit, but he's really fun to watch. Like Bergman, I, I, Bergman can die. Like I'm not, I'm not Bregman, cheering for him. Bregman, okay? Bregman. Like, whatever, whatever. I'm not, I'm not cheering for him. Whoever's banging the trash can. I'm, I'm going to call him Bergman. Okay. Yeah. I do like that. Whatever. Look, okay. Here's here, the Astros you're not, story. I can is, get on board with. The Astros story is really compelling for before they got to the playoffs, before they drafted Carlos Correa, this was regularly a hundred loss team. Right. And so you were watching a team that sort of built their team all the way up. They drafted Altuve. They drafted Bregman. They drafted Correa. They drafted uh, Alvarez. Uh, Guriel has been on, on the team, came up their system. What they haven't actually brought up is pitchers, actually, to be completely honest. Right. So they but that that core, that infield has been their core. And then put on top of that Kyle Tucker and you put Jordan Alvarez on top of that, like you said. And then you, you also bring in Michael Brantley, who's a pro. Man, that's a lineup nobody wants to face. And here's the thing. Now, look, you can really think of the Astros of the last five years. Sort of, you could speak of them dynastically. Now, okay, 17, they made the, the no, World they Series. cheated. I don't, that's I don't a good word, that. man. That's a good yeah. word. I know. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah use man. that. Put that in a sentence anytime. All right? My point is, when you when you make the LCS five years in a row, especially in the first year you were you were accused of cheating, right? There's no way you're cheating those three and a half other years. Maybe 18, they, they cheated until they got caught. But 19, 20, 21, they've been playing clean. And so the thing about it is they're out to prove that now they got beat in 19 by the Dodgers. Interestingly, not a, nobody won a home game in that. By, excuse me, by the Nats, nobody won a home game in that season in that series, right? Which was which is compelling in itself because the whole accusation against them was they were cheating at home. Their numbers are better at home. That got lobbed out again against them by the you White Sox. Stop right? defending the cheaters. Stop it. I'm I'm just saying if they win. If they win, what they do is they actually cement themselves as actually being sure. quite good, right? And not just a team of cheaters. And yeah, I think it's, that that's it's worth Brady after Deflate Gate. Right. Right. And well, they're still well, doing it. But and what it does is it, it it's almost more embarrassing that you did the cheating when you didn't need to exactly. do the cheating. Like that that's the, the stupidity of it is like I get if you're not good, you cheat, you are good, and then you become not good again. It's understandable. You you know you cheated the system. Good for you. But these guys, they can. Jose Altuve doesn't need a trash can to tell him when a slider is coming or when a changeup coming, or off speed pitch is coming. That boy can hit. Okay, so um, it just shows you they're just bad people. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the thing about it. You don't like the way they go. Personalities, <laughs> right? Like that's kind of the problem. But you know. But the other interesting thing is, is like how much baseball has kind of forgotten about the cheating. Alex Cora is managing the the Red Sox, right? Alex Cora, Alex Hinch is is managing the Tigers and getting a lot of kudos. Carlos Beltran almost had a job last season, and then he didn't, right? When when those allegations came out with the Mets, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a coaching job, a head coaching job this season. The cheating allegation. Look, here's the thing about baseball: everybody's looking is more than any other sport. Everybody's looking for advantage. Everybody's always been looking at signs. I don't think everybody's using trash cans. But my point is, like, if people were able to notice it, it's probably because they were doing something similar, right? Now, hopefully the sport has been cleaned up. But, like, the people who are the face of this and not the players, I'm talking about the coaches, the coaches are all getting jobs again, right? So, like, forgive me, like, if I'm not feeling too bad if the Red Sox, if the Astros win again, because you literally hired Alex Cora back, who was the face of that of, of that whole well, world. And, and Stevie's point is a good one, right? Like, when you cheat because you stink, you're, you're cheating because you need an advantage. It's a very interesting storyline and plot twist if you're actually this good. I mean, this is a – they've yeah. consistent. they've been good. Like you said, they've made, what, five straight – uh, five five straight playoffs, five straight, series, five yeah. straight playoffs uh, appearances, championship round, and three three World Series runs. So, yeah. like they are. I mean, even if you're cheating, you still have to have the skill and the. You still got to put the bat on the ball. Like you still got to score runs, and right. they have been able to consistently do that. I just find it again as a casual fan, it's hard for me to get behind that team or support that team, knowing that they did previously cheat, and it's it's unfair to them. I get it, but. You know, it's it's again, it's it's like the Brady thing, and dynastically, as you the, the word that you coined, which is very nice, um, and I like it, and maybe we'll squeeze that into the title of the show too. 
It's the same thing that happened with Brady and, and the Patriots during their, their prime run. I mean, Brady did it for almost 20 years, a little bit different in duration, but people people aren't going to support the team that is, I mean, Belichick with the videotaping on the sideline. I mean, every time something came out, it just there was more heat against that team. The Astros, maybe because it's dusty, maybe, maybe it's because the players are really just that good. I don't know if the entire world is responding the way that I'm responding, but as a casual fan, I, I can't cheer for them, and I really can't cheer for the Braves. I don't really know who I'm rooting for. Well, that's fine. I don't think. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I don't think anyone's asking you to cheer for the Astros. I don't think the Astros want you to cheer for the Astros because what I, I would say the difference between them and Brady is the Astros have really leaned into that villainous character. Okay, the Astros enjoy it. I mean, when you got my five-year-old hitting a walk-off home run in the basement and he goes like this, you know, he's doing Correa time, okay? <laughs> you, know, you want to grab him by the neck and say, don't you ever do that, okay? Yeah. Boy, like, you know, yeah. so uh, the Astros love it. I think, you know, Brady's not a villain. He, he, I don't think he tries to be a villain. These guys no, really embrace it. These guys like it, especially the you know, bigger personalities. No, look, I think I think I believe it or not, you know who wants you to feel this way? Major League Baseball. They could not be happier that the Astros are in. You know what baseball needs? A little bit of villainy. You know what else baseball needs is a, to somebody they almost need this like, "Hey, look at us. We did it the right way." Braves on one side and hey, we're the villains and we're like People are tired of hating the Yankees, believe it or not, so much so that they almost started rooting for the Yankees, right? And now you need the Astros, a team that's so good that even they thought they could out-cheat you, right? <laughs> like that's how good they, yeah. they actually have are proving themselves to be. And baseball, as they're not going to admit it, you're not going to get it, but they love that the Astros are constantly there because Absolutely. it's drama and it's selling. And you can sell this series very well. The clean-cut Braves – the Bra Brian Snicker, the guy who came up through the minor leagues and all that he's done and, and all the building the team the right way. And then you have the Astros, the guys who built it the right way and threw it all away because they wanted to get an advantage that they didn't need. So it's look, compelling. It's compelling TV. So let, let's look at the series here, boys. Like, I mean, who are you picking? I mean, give me, give me the, give me the short story here. Like who, who is the team that you're going to bet on whether you're actually going to bet or not? Like who's going to win this series, Matt? I've been waffling, to be honest with you. I keep going back and forth. I, it's really hard for me to pick against this Astros lineup, but I hate their pitching. I really don't like their pitching. The Braves, they don't have the best pitching, but they have solid pitching, and they got a really great lineup. And so I'm seeing the more complete team being the Braves, but I'm seeing four games in Houston, which wasn't an advantage against the Nats. I recognize that. I don't see how the Braves pull out a game six or game seven in Houston. So... If it, I'll say if it goes six or longer, I think it's I think it's the Astros. But I could see a Braves in five scenario here because you know they're 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 starting pitching and their bench comes out. I think it's Braves in five or Astros anything longer than that. I know that's not exactly, but that's that's the that's what I keep waffling between. Way to really go out on a limb there, but yeah, I, both I teams. Like... I'll take, I'll take right here. So Matt's yeah. taking both to win. Great, <laughs> great. <laughs> Hedge, One of right? those two teams will win the World Series. <laughs> yeah, Matt, okay. No, I, 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 I will. Let's go back to 2019, okay, boys. Let me take you all back on a magic ride to 2019. I think it's going to be there, very right? similar. I think it's going to be a very similar, uh, uh, you know, magic carpet ride for the Braves, like it was for the Nats. I think, you know, back then we had three. We had three really workhorses, right? We had Scherzer, Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. And they sprinkled in Annabelle a little bit, and and I think the Braves are going to use. Those guys the same way. I think Max Fried will pitch at least two games, you know, and I think we'll see him in relief a couple times. I think, um, you know, obviously Ian Anderson, uh, yeah. you know, and Morton. I mean, they got they they brought Morton to this team for moments like this and, and a series like this. And so, I think they're going to rely on their arms, and I think these hot bats are going to continue to be hot. And I don't think Houston's going to have answers for them. I don't think they're going to have the pitching. To, to, you know, cool down these bats. And I think the combination of Austin – I think Austin Riley is going to have a huge series. I think just that guy, man, he always finds himself – I don't think the Astros will let Freddie Freeman beat them. So who does that leave, you know, in big spots with runners on base? I think it's going to be Austin Riley. I think uh, Eddie Rosario, I think, now is on people's radar, so I don't think they'll pitch to him the same way. I think really it's going to be Ozzy Albies and Austin Riley. I think those two guys – I think Ozzy Albies, when he gets on the base paths – He's a terror, and I think uh, sometimes people overlook him when you're getting Freddie Freeman on deck. So I think between those two, uh, I think the Braves will win, and I think it'll be in six. I think they will win in Houston.
I will say one thing. Look, I have not gotten much right during these playoffs, right? I, I had Dodgers raise and I, I was sticking with that. I thought those guys were going to pull it out. But the one team I did tell you to look out for when you asked me for who's that team, and I told you it was the Astros. And that's the thing about the Astros. Is they really do scare me. I really do think they have that, that it's our time kind of thing where they're like, look, we're just really good and we, we can out hit you. In our ballpark, we know the little nooks and it's a weird park, right? It's got that that in 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 like that short left field wall, right? That I mean, the not the short, but you know the in the indented. In, thank you. Whatever <laughs> they've got the left field wall where their righties know how to hit out there. Bregman and Altuve can hit home runs out there a lot. And like Michael Brantley again, pro hitter. I really like. There's something about the like if the Astros were to lose, I'd be surprised because I think they're just. They're winners. Like, I hate saying that. They're winners. They've cheated, but they're winners. But the Braves but are hotter. This Braves team is special. This, this Braves, Braves team, team is, is, is streaking. Cool. And, and I think that's it's what streaking. resonates with me. Yeah, you it's know, streaking. It's not they're, special. They're, it's streaking. It's, they're streaking. They're, they're streaking yeah. right now. The, the hitters are hitting everything. The pitchers are able to survive, even in tight spots. And um, they just look like the team that's going to be, like, to outlast them. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, again, I don't have a read on this. And I don't watch enough of either of these teams to really have a good feel for either of them. I just... I feel like the Braves feel like I, I, they're playing with house money very much the same way. I, I, I want to echo what Steve said. Like when the cap, when the uh, Capitals, when the, when the Nationals made their run, it was house money. Like nobody, you know, we here in DC had high expectations, but on the national stage, this is a team that going into that World Series run couldn't get out of the first round. They couldn't get out of their own way several times. It was the Dodgers, it was the Cardinals, you know, insert team here. They couldn't get past them. I think the Cubs got them once too. So, the Braves just feel like that team. I mean, an 88-win team that wasn't supposed to be there, you know, just happy to be there. They, they've done some good work, and they've knocked off some really good teams to get to the World Series. I mean, they are deserving of being there. Let me give you one potential weakness for the Braves that I actually think is worth consideration. Travis Darno can't throw out a runner for the for his life, right? And so the Astros, if they get on base, they're really good base runners. And I do think that that is a potential place where they could lose a game late, kind of thinking about, like you, you mentioned, Ortiz and the Red Sox. Like, think about that Dave Roberts scenario. They get late to a game. Late in the game, you have a guy come steal a base. Darno can't throw anyone out. They should, the Dodgers really expose that. And I think that that's something to watch. Because, I, look, I'm, I think I'm coming off my fence here. I think the Astros are going to win this Oh, Stevie, series. he's going to say something. Hold on. No, Astros in three. Astros in three. <laughs> Astros in four or more games. How about that? Right now, um, I look. I just there's something there's something about the way that these guys continue to show up. They like they like being the bad guy. They like being the the public enemy number one. And I think I think kind of this is their time to finally solidify all that they've been doing over the last five years. I think they're going to pull this out. This is a stat that I saw. That and last thing, and then we can pivot off of this. We can get into some prop bets. But the Astros, sixty-seven runs in ten in ten games in the postseason so far. Sixty-seven runs scored. 45, 45 of those with two outs. Oh, with two outs. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that is that is something else. I mean, that is that. I mean, ice through the veins. Like you're going up there, and you know what you need to do. That I mean, sixty-seven runs is a lot. 45 of them being in that type of in that type of situational situation whatever that 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 speaks to again to the caliber of the players that are involved that's not fluky at that point right that is uh almost by design like they they're getting timely runs and i think they're outscoring their their opponents on an average of like four runs a game like these aren't not close games whereas the Braves games were a little bit closer well, they they I, did I mean, get that, their they did get their asses handed to them and i think game 4 there where they lost like 12. But what was interesting is there was a game that that game with the two world series in the first and the second inning, they were down nine, nothing. They caught up nine, five. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but normally that's a game you quit on, right? Normally it's a game you just, and so I I think that's kind of the Astros is like, look, we can hit, we're going to keep hitting. And like, we can get nine runs. Like I think if they had more innings, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. So I just think like that's an interesting thing. It's not like, but it's but that next game from that next game on, the the Red Sox didn't score a run or they scored one run so, those next two games. So just so. so we're clear, Matt's on the Houston on the Astros. Yeah, I think it's the Astros. Stevie's on the net on the. Uh, we'll keep on saying. I am on the Nats. Okay, you are on the Nats. <laughs> Nats yeah, for Stevie, life. Stevie's on the. Happy Rick. birthday, Juan Soto. Okay, the goat. I got a couple prop bets here, boys, just to keep things interesting for the casual fans. 18.5 home runs in the series. You're going over or under? 
I, I was just about to say, but I know we're, we're this could be a really high scoring series. This could be a slugfest. And these could these games could run really long if they're making a lot of pitching changes. And so yes, didn't, didn't baseball and, didn't baseball put something in that you can't like if you three, sub a three batter minimum three batter thing? Yeah, wasn't that designed or put in place to prevent that from happening? I mean, you're switching every three batters. It's still gonna be a long ass game. There's yeah, also a thirty second pitch clock, but like there's baseball's still a long game. I don't know how they find ways to make it longer, but they do. Um, and they start late, and I'm too old mm-hmm. to, yeah. to stay. Up well, you know, and, and that, that's one of those things end. we talked about that before. I mean, it's uh, so, it's unfortunate that the game starts so late, especially on the East Coast. But, Most people live on the East Coast, so I don't understand why you're catering to a West Coast offense or a West like West Coast uh, like viewership. Everyone's on the East Coast, like. The vast majority of the country lives on the East Coast and in the Eastern time zone. Put these games on earlier, please. You're, 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 you're a big uh, secession guy, aren't you? Might as well just... uh, I mean, I could be. I could be. Three Depends counties in Maryland are looking to secede, by the way. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So are we, going eight, are we going over 18 and a half? Stevie's over. Matt, are you yeah. over the 18 and a half? Yeah, I'm over. I'm over. Okay. I mean, that was the most interesting one that I saw. Then there's some some funky ones. It's plus 1,200 on a perfect game. I don't think we're going to see a perfect game in this series. Um, Nobody's was, got the pitching here. Uh, multi-series, multi-home run game for any player on the Astros at plus 350. I kind of like that one, too. Somebody will get two. I mean, your your boy Alvarez is, is kind of who I would look, look Yeah, Why do I like him again. so much? Is there a reason that I'm drawn to him? Presence. Honestly, presence. And the guy, look, uh, what I saw in those last two games in game five and, and, and game six against the Red Sox, he was. He was frightening. Like, he was hitting it all over the, he was spraying it all over the park, left field, right field, doubles, home runs. Um, I had, I actually had like, I knew he was good. I hadn't seen him like be that sort of effective. And and so, yeah, I, I think if that's when you first, if that's your first glimpse of him, I would see why you would come with that impression. Who He's will good. be the He's... series MVP? Who will get the Corvette? I'm going to go with Michael Brantley. That's just the one guy I like on that team. The rest of them are jerks. <laughs> Make him put money on that pick, and he won't be picking Michael Brantley, okay? He's, he's, he's trying to shock the nation, okay? <laughs> At least he's saying something. At least he's picking one person to be the MVP and not not a unit or, uh, you know, all, all of the infields or something. You know, like, we'll take it. Stevie, who's the MVP? I'm going to go with Jordan. I, I think he's the guy. That's a good pick if you think the Astros are going to win. Um it's hard for it not to be a pitcher. It's to, I mean, I mean, I know it's probably 50 50, but um, like Rosario and having, you know, the, that kind of series. So yeah. You, you'd have game. to have a bat that kind of goes off. Yeah. I could see Charlie Morton really making a difference. Uh, I could see him pitching game one, game four, and relief in game six, and they win it in six. Wow. Um, so I would go Thank him you. as a pitcher, but if there was a bat, I think it's going to be Austin Riley. I don't think it's going to be Freddie Freeman. The, the Astros, Dusty Baker, has been around the block, you know, too many times. He, they will not let Freddie Freeman beat them. The same yeah. way teams going back to 2019 would not let Juan Soto beat them, and he found a way to still beat the Astros. You know, I read something actually about Dusty that I was kind of like, you know what, you're right. Like, um, I mean, Dusty's what the 12th most winningest coach in Major League Baseball history. Doesn't have the World Series ring yet. Um, I think this is one of those like. Hall of Fame solidifying things as a coach, you know, if he were to win it. And and he's the kind of guy you root for. So, like, yeah, I don't want to see the celebration, but I, I would like to see Dusty get some champagne spilled on him. Uh, you know, just for the, the shoulder shimmy alone, you got to be champ yeah. for Dusty right now. Okay. <laughs> Dusty's Dusty's a good dude. And I, I think that's that's a, that's worth, like, rooting for. Well, if the he rest was of the given team. a very tall task to, to, to come in and manage a team that was viewed as a uh... – I mean, you don't know what you're getting at that point, right? To go back again to, to what we yeah. said with the cheating scandal, you don't know if they're cheating because they're terrible or if they're just stupid, you know, and they just yeah. got caught. So, I mean, Dusty was given a very tall task. The team has been competitive year after year after year, so the talent is clearly there, you know, and I, as much as I don't want to pick them, I, I think they are, I mean, Atlanta's the hotter team, but in a, and if it's a dogfight and it goes six or seven games and, it, and these are long innings, the way Stevie's kind of laying it out here that these are, you know, extra innings consistently, the Astros just have more firepower ultimately at the end of it, right? They have more people that can get it done from top to bottom. And it's a, it's a, it's a tougher lineup, right? It's a tougher order 
to get outs in, especially as the game wears on and you're going against the third, fourth, fifth arm. I mean, I don't think the, the Braves don't have that depth. I mean, neither team really has it, but there is something to be said about experience. And, and again, the Astros have been here and they'll likely, like if you were going to pick odds right now today for next season, most people are going to say, yeah, the Astros have a, the Astros, it's not even a, it's not a, it's not outlandish. The Astros have a better shot at getting to the World Series again next year than the Braves do, given the, the way that the team is constructed right well, now. Well, it depends. I mean, they might lose Correa, and then the Braves get helps, Even if you bring uh, all you those know. people back and Acuna is healthy, et cetera, like Acuna, you would yeah. still take the Astros because they've done it consistently for half a decade, right? So one last point on Dusty, because I'm building off what you were just saying, that I think he, you know, that is an unenviable position to come in after A.J. Hinch, almost a position that you're set up to fail. I don't think Dusty was expected to succeed. I think he was expected to be a one-year Band-Aid, and they would probably bring A.J. Hinch back, kind of like the Red Sox did. And I think the thing is that that surprised them is Dusty did too good of a job, and Dusty got that team to the LCS when nobody thought that they would. They thought they'd be licking their wounds from the cheating scandal. And kudos to Dusty for like actually being a really good baseball coach and a baseball manager. I think he actually – this is just my opinion on it. I don't think Dusty was the guy that they would have wanted. They got him in there. They're like, okay, it's nice. You're old. You're you're respected in the game. That's fine. Just come and kind of shield us from, from all of this. And then they started winning. And they kept winning. And I think yeah, I mean, Dusty we have some experience in DC with people that were supposed to be band-aids that uh, I was gonna I was gonna pull Jim Zorn, but then he was not successful. He didn't get a second run, but I want to okay so we we made our picks we we got some prop bets out of the way the series starts tomorrow I'm looking forward to it as a casual fan I'm sure both of you are looking forward to it big time as actual baseball guys Stevie I'm sure you and the boys are going to be watching together Matt you too this is um or maybe it's on tape delay you know maybe watch it the uh, what do you guys do actually? I'm curious. Do you record and watch it in the morning before school? Do you watch ah, it the next brother, day? Okay, step up the game, man. MLB has the app has condensed game. Okay, it gets you 14 minutes the whole game. But is that like in the morning? You do that in the morning? Yeah, yeah me school? and the boys do it first thing in the morning while we're well, eating cool. our honey nut Cheerios. Matt, do you have a uh, do you have a plan for the boys? Uh, the boys usually just sleep well, for yourself, maybe. <laughs> Myself, I'm. I get to the fourth inning, fifth inning, and then like <laughs> hope it's not boring and see what else is on. Uh, you might no. want to mute the the DTC chat then because it, it'll keep going for a while uh, tomorrow yeah. night, I'm sure. But let's let's pivot here and just talk a little bit. I, I don't want to get too much into the Washington football team, Stevie. I'm going to assume you watched yeah. zero minutes yesterday. Are they still playing? Uh, they are. They played against this team called the Packers. They have this guy named Aaron Rodgers. Did you watch any of this? Sure, it went uh, wonderfully for the team. No, I didn't watch any of it. Why would I? Why would I waste my Sunday? You know how many yeah, things you, you could do on a LP, Sunday? You and LP have uh, definitely improved your quality of life by not partaking Seriously. in this uh, in the shenanigans of the football team. On a, Matt, any chance? I know you're a Giants guy, but any chance you watched the the football team yesterday? <laughs> Why? Yeah. yeah, no, there's no you reason. Know, there's, did, there's no reason to watch the. Team. I did. No... I did tune in to see the 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 Packers jerseys. I thought were pretty cool. The throwback, kind of like, or the inspired throwbacks. Oh, you guys tuning in for a fashion show. Like, well, what is it? <laughs> Honestly, like, first of all, I'm a red zone guy now because the Giants are so bad. I can't even watch them. Right, so I red zone just about everything. Um, and then all of a sudden, I don't watch the Giants, and they win a game, and they keep a hold the team down to three points. Right. Panthers are terrible. I'm not like, you know, not thinking we're not tuning any horns. I did watch a little bit of the WFT game and I was like, WTF? <laughs> this isn't a football yeah, team. It's a right? very <laughs> strange situation. Like do you know do you know that yesterday was a unique scoring combination in the Giants game? Did you know that? Twenty-five to three is the one thousandth and sixth unique score. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it to the Giants and Panthers. By the way, the Panthers. I don't know what happened to the Panthers. And in a couple of days, when we do our our top five, low five, in our, our our Wednesday show, we'll talk about it. But the Panthers. They started asking Sam Darnold to throw instead of run. And I don't know how do a team could be so good and then so bad in the span of two <laughs> weeks. It is yeah. it is shocking. Um, Stevie, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that you caught up, though. I'm assu- even though you guys didn't watch a lot of the game, I'm going to assume that you caught up and that you saw that the defense did play better. Although, oh my god, you know, a actually, little better. I, you know, I, you know, I was doing a whole bit about me not watching the game. I actually did watch the game, and you know, you could tell. I don't know who called the game because it was their 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 f you know list. Greg team. Olson from the bathroom. You could tell they didn't watch one second 
of our season because they kept on saying how the defense has improved week in and week out and how the front four has made an impact, blah, blah, blah. That They were just going off of name recognition, and they hadn't watched one second of film on this team because you would see that outside of Jonathan Allen, you got to separate Jonathan Allen because he had a game yesterday. He played very well. Montez Montez played okay, Stevie. Montez is the best defensive player we have. I've said that consistently for the past few weeks. He had a game. He had a decent game. Number 99. I I mean, the the artist formerly known as Chase Young. Got poked in the eye missed like half a quarter. I I mean, that was probably his best contribution was sitting on the sidelines, okay, letting Tim Settle get in there and get a sack, okay? But – you blocked that the field guy. Goal too. Tim Settle got some work done yesterday. He did. He did. Danny Johnson got some work done yesterday Danny too from the quarterback Johnson position. Sucks. And he no, doesn't well, have the special team not, specialist. Listen, he doesn't trouble. suck. He he was in position, made tackles, caused the fumble. He, Come he, on, Stevie. Hey, there's a little hey, bit of positive hey, here. You of all people, he should take that 36 jersey off. Okay. I Don't you wear that 36, 36 means jersey. a lot to me. I I know 36 means a lot to me. But Come he, on. he played. He played. I mean, Danny he played better. It was, look, Bill, so yesterday on the postgame show, Bill Bill Rowland said this, right? It's, it was their best game as a defensive unit. They only oh gave up God. 24. Disgusting. That's the truth. It's, statistically, it's the truth. <laughs> it, was the, it was the lowest third down conversion rate. It was the least amount of yards they gave up, least amount of points they gave up. It was their best statistical performance as a unit. And unfortunately, the offense, and this is, we, know, we all knew there was a ceiling with Taylor. I, I mean, but yesterday was painful, man. It was painful. I mean... It's 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 the worst defense in the league. What are we talking about? Statistically wow. and otherwise. I do, I do love how the NFL will convince you that Chase Young is having an amazing season. Like they will continue, like when you Between, do watch the broadcast. Yeah. But it's not but it's just like that's that's the marketing, right? It's that's Gatorade. the shield, yeah, right? It's Gatorade. Like they, it's Gatorade, right? It's under armor. It's like, hey, okay, Chase, we are gonna promote as if he's you know, he's all pro and it's it is kind of funny to just to kind of be, you know actually aware of what's really happening so yeah yeah. i mean there's a there's a lot of rumblings in dc too i don't know if you're following this but deshaun waived his no no trade to to miami but the only way that miami can make that work is you you gotta move tua and and i said this and then bill kind of gave me a hard time yesterday like we already have tua on this team his name is taylor right he's a guy who's gonna run around a little bit make some things happen with his legs occasionally throw a good pass very unpolished but the difference is Tua's very expensive um to bring into the any any costs you probably you know, the draft capital and, and the will of the team to go draft a quarterback. This this team, I've said this now every week, and I'm going to continue to say it. Bad teams, such as the Washington football team, and every team that doesn't have a franchise quarterback should spend two draft picks at minimum every single draft on quarterbacks. You've got to keep rolling the dice in hopes that you find your guy. Early rounds, rate rounds, it doesn't matter. You've got to get these guys in your building and try to figure it out. It's a good point. It's not you a stupid point for once. You have to. Yeah. Oh, not for once, guy. Please. You want Watson? You want Watson I mean, from the Texans? No, I don't, we don't need Deshaun Watson. We don't need him. DC's the wrong city to bring a quarterback like that with all these allegations against him. Actually, for I think unsavory. he fits right in. No, no, no. He needs to go to Carolina reality, where no one's paying attention. You know, I, I don't know. You know, the reality of things is that these issues. Deshaun Watson, uh, Tua, whoever you, uh, anyone else. They don't so, like the kicker, uh, letting go of the kicker and getting this other kicker who can't kick also. Like, none of these things solve the material problem that this defense is bad. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jack Del Rio should be fired. I don't know why Th- that has not been put on the table. Jack Del Rio should be fired. Ron Rivera should take responsibility for this defense. Should, should, Start taking over the defense himself. And then let's see. If the defense doesn't improve, Ron Rivera should be fired. How can they improve, though? Because that, that implies that it's a scheme thing, right? Like you remove you, Joe you, Barry and the team gets better. the top five they defense, personnel-wise. Of course, well, then what else is it? So I'm going to quote you, Stevie. Last year, they were top five playing against poopy, poopy quarterbacks. Yeah. So you're back on my side. It's not, it, it I, am, I, I am firmly with you, Stevie. I'm okay. firmly with you. Yesterday, okay. they gave up 24 points to a really good quarterback and we're sitting here I'm sitting here trying to make a case that it was their best statistical game which it was but the offense fell apart and Taylor didn't forgot how to dive twice and and Terry got butterfingers in the end zone and and look and I, I said this yesterday and, I, and it's a, it's not a hot take it's truly how I feel I love Terry McLaurin I love him but he's not going to save your franchise he's not going to fix the problems at quarterback great great quarterbacks franchise quarterbacks make receivers and people don't want to hear that, but that is the truth. Okay? That is the truth. 
You you can like Devonta Adams was a talented receiver. Aaron Rodgers made him incredible. And you can there's hundreds of these examples. You can find another receiver. You can find another Terry McLaurin in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. If there's only five, maybe six franchise like altering quarterbacks in the league right now, there's ten that are. So what what, you know, what is your solution? You you've you, I mean you cannot retread. You I mean they have they have to get a quarterback. You have to continually just keep drafting guys like Jacksonville, like Cincinnati, until you hit the lottery and you get lucky and you get your quarterback. The Chargers got lucky. They had Breeze. They had Rivers. Now they got Herbert. The Colts got lucky. It's the lottery. The, it, ultimately, I don't think it's a skill thing. It's luck, right? The Colts got lucky. They had Manning for 20 years. Then they got luck, and now they're in no man's land, right? The the, the Patriots lucked out. They had, they had Bledsoe, who was... Like at that time, fine, and they had and they found Brady, right? And they and it changed the course of their 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 entire franchise for two decades, right? Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. There's been two starting quarterbacks in Green Bay in the last since 1991 or 1992 when Brett Favre was traded from the Falcons. Well, 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 your your argument doesn't hold up in the sense that it's only half the battle to find them. Then you have to cultivate them and provide the right sure. culture yes, around yes, them. Of course. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers unless he had sat and learned from Brett Favre, sat on the bench for a yeah. few years. And they have and a guy behind him now, right? Because Jordan that, Love. it's bigger. It's bigger and team that's team. where it's larger than the coach. It's larger than the coaching staff. Right? Yeah. I, can it's we different. go through? I mean, we had a Super Bowl, ended up being a Super Bowl winner in Brad Johnson in 99. I'm, I'm taking you way back here. Okay. Let's go down memory lane here for a second. You had Brad Johnson. You had an otherworldly talent in RG3. Then you had a guy who is, for all intents and purposes, a very good starting quarterback in Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. Uh, you had Donovan McNabb here. Who, who, uh, he was poop. Only you were you were the only one sharing. I love I love Dia Dia McNabb. McNabb. Okay. You were the only one. You were the, the most one. sensitive. No, but, like, but look, you, you want to go down memory lane. They drafted Heath Schuler. They drafted Jason Campbell. They drafted Patrick Ramsey. They drafted. I mean, they, they, I mean, they've drafted a ton of guys, but they missed just like every other franchise but misses. The, you're every other franchise doesn't saying, miss on that many I'm saying it's not them. <laughs> no, missing. why the Raiders? The Raiders have missed on zillions of quarterbacks. This is the you're closest give me the Raiders been, and right? the Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Forty Niners have missed on zillions of quarterbacks and ended up trading Fair for enough. one. Right? The Niners have like, no, like, yeah. you're not hearing me. They, they're not missing. These guys are not less talented than the other guys. They're going into a culture and a scheme that is poisonous and cancerous and is taking whatever talent they have and ruining them. They're, yes. they're both, they're both, they're both, I think true, but like, but look at, look at what's I going mean, on. In Cincinnati what would Matt right Jones yeah, Joe do Burrow's right doing. now? What would yeah. Joe Burrow do right now on our team? Nothing. I don't disagree with you, but you're right. The infrastructure isn't here to support them, but, but Cincinnati, I mean, look, you say what you want about Andy Dalton. He kept them afloat, but now they've got a guy like they've got a real guy. And now, and when you've got the guy, you grab a guy like Jamar Chase, and now you've got a one-two combination that's going to be good for a long freaking time, right? Like, would you rather have that they roster have or our roster? All of a Baker Mayfield, too, like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, but I'm saying, yeah. like, as as football team fans or homers or whatever, there is no shortcut to franchise quarterback. There is none. the 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 era of you know, defense first, Ron Rivera, 1985, you know, mentality. It's so antiquated and foolish and boring and terrible. And what happened yesterday is exactly what you get from, you know, in these types of circumstances. So, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, last question, and we'll, we'll close on this. And there's a couple of things I want to point out. Actually, before I do that, actually, I'll, yeah, let me, let me do it in this order. If Fitzpatrick is healthy going into Denver, are you playing him or not? Does he start over Taylor or not? Yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> oh, so you're indifferent, Matt? Do you have an opinion? I don't on think this? so. I think I think they pull. I think they give Taylor a half, and then pull Fitzpatrick in if he can't do anything in the first. I mean, th that'll be something we I think we get into on Wednesday. I think if Fitz is healthy, you've, you've got to play him. Period. Because you're, he, he's better today, right now, with half a hip, or coming <laughs> off an, a hip injury than uh, than Taylor is. I think Taylor. We're seeing why he's like. Ron didn't uncover some, you know, magic uh, secret sauce in Taylor. Like, there's a ceiling there, and we're seeing it week in and week out. But I do want to close on this, Stevie. I know you're. I know you love the NBA. Wizards starting two and one 
They started 2-0 for the first time. 2-0 for the first time in lots of years, but they look good, and they've got they've got five or six guys that can play three positions. This is going to be a sneaky good team, and I'm going to call it here. LP said it first, but I'm going to, I'm going to quote him. They're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to give somebody a little bit of a hard time. They, they're not good enough to compete beyond that. But wow, this is a, what, a, what, a, what a pick. There's only like 82% of the league that makes the playoffs. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. Well, look, they lost tonight to the to the Nets. They were losing at one point by 30. They ended up losing by uh, 14, if I'm not mistaken. And then the cap season, have you watched any baseball? Do you mean baseball? watched Sorry, any hockey. baseball? Oof. Yes. Yes, I know you've watched that. <laughs> have yes, I watched hockey, any hockey? hockey? No, but Teddy uh, Leonsis has been tweeting uh, some big-time stuff about the Caps. Did you see the new logo? The big W? I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. Matt, Matt do you get into hockey at all? I do. Once baseball season's over, I start kind of, you know, gliding on the ice. Right, so Matt, Matt, you, you, you put out. a scoreboard and two opposing jerseys, and Matt's all in. Okay, I respect that. That's it, man. Honestly, I love the sport. I'll watch the Ocho. I'm all about the Ocho. Give me, give me the craziest sport anything. you get into. Is there like a crazy sport you get into? Yeah. So F1 is my big thing right now. I love oh me some F1 geez. right now. Dude, it's incredible. First of all, Drive to Survive on Netflix. That's a plug if I'm allowed to plug, but that's a great documentary. Plug whatever you want. We're 50 okay, minutes into then, a show. You can say hey, whatever we're, we're you want. We're Chappelle here, okay? Yeah, you can People turned us off 45 minutes ago. All right. So, no, but it's... It's, it's just our why. It, it, it's our significant others and our, uh, you know, our, our phones that are just playing at this point. No, no one's listening past 51 minutes. F1's actually really, really compelling. But, dude, I am the guy. Steve, I'm the guy, like... When, when there was a pandemic, I was watching people play cornhole. I was watching people do, what is that hacky sack thing with the net in the middle, like a spike ball or whatever? Spike I was into all of it. Right. Give me anything because I freaking, any any sport is better than no sports. Honestly, Matt, did you get into Liverpool and Man United over the weekend? Absolutely. I watched every second of it. Did I, Soccer I Steve check it out? No? There's no Come way. Is, is Mohamed Salah the best player in, 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 in the world right now? I... Mo Salah? He is, is Mo Salah the best, the best player in the world right now? He is the best Egyptian player ever by For like sure. 10 miles. And right now, yeah, I think he's... He, I think he his is fo- the, I couldn't think of somebody who's got a, in better form no, man, right he's, now. He, his foot is attached to the net. It's Everything he touches is gold. And, and uh, Old Gunner's out of there, man. They, I don't think he makes it past the week. No, he's. I mean, they 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 have to they have to make a change there. We should do an entire soccer show. We get we should actually force Steve to attend it so he can learn something as well. But yeah, yeah, we absolutely. can leave it there for now. Nobody cares about soccer except you and me, and sometimes LP. But he's always on tape delay, so he's probably watching that game like two nights from now. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's hard to engage with him in real time. But Stevie, Matt, any final thoughts before we put a bow on this one? No, welcome to the big show tomorrow night. Braves Astros. Monday night football needs to remain Peyton Eli and get that get that other team off. So the I team. hit pause as soon as we sat down. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. actually looking forward to uh, getting great some, stuff uh, tonight. Tom some, Brady, uh, Marshall, Marshall, and Marshall I'm going to sit down and enjoy it, even though the game appears to be a little poopy. Game sucks. We'll go check it. <laughs> uh, DK Metcalf, I got some fantasy uh, fantasy sweats going on there, so we'll see what happens. But for now, boys, thank you so much for making time for Matt and Stevie. My name is Joe. This is defeating the curse, available on all podcast platforms and all social media platforms as well. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You can listen live anytime on the Contender Network. We got an entire archive full of shows. I think we're up to 230-something at this point, available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for checking us out. Until next time, we are out.